Hi, you're listening to Mediation Station. The number to call us during the show is 416-785-0680. Each week we explore topics and ideas related to the experience of people with conflict and look to promote the profession of conflict resolvers. You can contact us at Mediation Station at greggf at primus.ca and 647-227-4734. Our topic tonight is called Community Development, starting with self, with Hoden and Allier. And uh, she's uh, with us here in the studio at 22 Wenderley Drive. And uh, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. We're uh, talking about community development, starting with self. How about you share a bit of uh, information about your background, including your professional stuff? Um, okay, so I'm the host and founder of Integration Television, and it's a local TV show here in Toronto that primarily focuses on the Somali community, um, but we're global on YouTube, so uh, we're everywhere globally. And when people would access on YouTube, they do a search under Integration TV? Yes, it's a ha- if you just go under Integration TV, it'll show up as the first search Yeah, on YouTube. So what other stuff is... Uh important about you that you would like uh, people to understand and recognize about you? I'm very much invested in um, developing communities by learning about uh, the individual first and how an individual can take who they are to empower themselves and take that knowledge to also empower um, mass amounts of people to bring about change. So people can be role models for other people. They exactly. can be motivation that other people can learn from. Yeah, inspire people by living the life that is a one that they can see in themselves living. Right, and ideally they'd like to practice and be involved with as an everyday lived experience. Exactly. So, so what does it mean for you to work with people who are experiencing challenges in their lives? Well, I think the biggest thing that you learn when you're engaging with other human beings that are experiencing challenges is that you learn to see yourself in them. So basically, um, it's almost like they empower you at the same time when you're seeing them they, they, that they are experiencing a challenge in their life. Because not only are you able to maybe advise them or listen to them or to understand them, but I think there's a space and opportunity for empathy when we are learning from each other and our experiences and our challenges. So, I mean, for me, my experience, and I think this is something that you share in terms of your own experience, is that it's, it's helpful to be... Um, considerate, caring, and compassionate. Absolutely. It's part of your mindset, your approach, your practice. Yes. And so that resonates more effectively with individuals in terms of them responding to what you're trying to do. Well, if people feel um, genuinely that you care, they tend to share more. And I think one of the things that, um, as, a, as a person who studied journalism and who, you know, when I graduated from journalism school was to be a journalist, I realized that a lot of times in the media now, we are not empathetic to human beings. And it's more about, let's get the sound bite, let's not learn about this person. And I never wanted to to be that type of a journalist um, and I think that's why I started my own television that actually focused on my community and developing my community and their stories because I want the space to be bigger than a 30 second sound bite. Well I, I think the, the intention too of part of what you're doing with the program is that it's uh, to be an incentive for others there's a message there for people to do something and you're not trying to just you know sell advertising per se. No. You're, you're trying to actually instill some change with individuals that will then ripple into the community. 
Yeah, and I think, like, you know, I come from a community, um, my community, which is an amazing community, the Somali Canadian community, and also globally because as Somalis that are scattered everywhere, we're called the diaspora, so uh-huh. kind of like people outside of Africa. We basically have past 25 years lived outside of our culture and living in foreign countries and there's an identity struggle in that and I think sharing stories of that struggle with the audience and having people that actually want to share their story it empowers others to not feel a sense of shame if they have a certain type of problem or if they're going through a certain situation because when there's shame then there isn't a space for empathy right so we need to really get rid of the shame when it comes to certain topics and certain issues to empower ourselves and people feel that uh don't bring to light don't talk about that oh of course because it's, hey, hush, hush. it's going to bring more attention to the issue and people see usually issues as negative things problems rather than something's not quite working as well maybe we need to look at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and maybe we need to do some different things in order to create some positive change Well, I think with problems comes the opportunities, right? And I think that with a lot of, when I found out with, um, actually that really engaged me more was the fact that there wasn't really a big voice for young people in my community. So we had the older generation that was kind of, okay, we are, this is the way it is and this is the way it was, so this is the way we're going to continue. But then I met these amazing young people who are all born in this country and are basically just as much as they are Somali Canadian. And then you see the value that they bring and I'm like, these are amazing young people that the older generation is not recognizing their talents and not willing to let go of certain areas that they could have encouraged them and empowered them and i think that's the space where we can start to see greatness in young people to bring about change bring to light the strengths of the community yes the assets you know i mean there's the challenge when people migrate from one country to another in terms of with assimilation and integration. Yes. So assimilation is basically giving up your sense of identity to the majority that's within that space in the, you know, without being able to exert or exercise or showcase your own cultural context, your own identity, which is the integration part. Yeah, and I, mean, I think integration uh, was an awkward word for a lot of the people in the community. They were like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to take away our Somaliness? You know, we are Somali. We're Muslim yeah. people. Right. Are you trying to, like, make us more, like, not Somali, not Muslim? Right. But what they didn't realize is that, for me, integration meant, when I was growing up in this country, for me, it was about how do I take my cultural identity and the values that I bring mm-hmm. and then take the good stuff or the new culture right. and say, hey, you know what? What could make me better person by, like, bringing those ideas together? Because let's face it, I mean, back home, there are some ideologies that are not great, right? And I'm grateful that we were able to have certain things like freedom, able to express ourselves and right. rights and things like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of great things also about my Somali culture that can benefit Canadians, you know? I mean, we're an amazing community. We're always connected. We have such a, like, a sharing, caring, uh, empathetic community amongst each other. But we don't let others in usually. And I think that is a mistake because we really need to show how amazing of a culture that we have. Right. And I, I think, too, with the cultural context, too, sometimes tradition about your the customs that any group has. And that also connects with the uh, generational issues because the older crowd mm-hmm. are more attached to their traditions and they're less open to change. And the younger group are, quote, experienced with change and different perspectives, yes. right? And so then there's a clash 
within the culture about how do well, you get and voice? And I think that's what's happened for me is that I we were one of my family was one of the first Somalis to come to Canada. So we basically started to recognize the change that's needed. Um, as you kind of learn, you know, you're not going to, you kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but like, we basically were the first ones, so we experienced so much more that we can contribute back to the new generation. Right. I mean, y- you know, you set, I'm not going to say a standard, you went through a lot of experiences that were challenges. Absolutely. As newcomers and individuals that, quote, the broader community may not be as familiar with. So you had to go through those challenges in order to persevere. I won't say survive, because survive just gives us a sense of limitation. Persevere is to actually overcome and excel and do even greater things. And, uh, you know, the thing about community is that it's so diverse. And I know Integration TV focuses on the Somali community, which is part of the broader community. And there's issues out in the broader community that are affecting both back and forth. So when you started Integration TV... What was your real purpose with that? Well, first of all, I, like I said, um, I, my parents were the, one of the first Somalis to arrive in Canada in 1984, and I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. And it was unique because we got to experience a lot of the challenges that the people that came in the 90s would soon experience. So almost like we had at least seven years leg up on what, what was happening to us and how we adapted to the culture. Um, so when I moved back home, actually, um, two years ago, I saw, I was like, wow, this Toronto, this place has changed so much. You know, the young people are kind of like not excited about life they are having a hard time like with challenges employment um so that's when i said you know what i'm going to do something where i get young people excited about life and being somali and having a voice in this community and that's what i did i sought out the best young people in this community to highlight to learn about them who they are how they want to engage and let's face it majority of them who are under 25 they don't speak somali and it was weird that my community was like, why are you doing a show in English? I'm like, if the target audience does not speak Somali, we need to do a show in English, at least to engage them. Then we can bring programs where we can teach the language later on in the show. Right, it could be a purpose, and incentive for people to be curious and say, oh, mm, that's interesting, or that makes sense. How about we do that, whatever it is, including the language well, Part of it also is the, remember, the culture doesn't want uh, outsiders to know who they are, right? Oh, you want to talk about that topic? Such a shame. We don't right. want people to know. Yeah. But the reality is, let's face it, the more you talk about things, the better things get. You, yeah, you hope that. I mean, though getting that kind of idea or sense of openness, it takes time and effort, and everybody's different as an individual, let alone a community at large. And part of the community or the cultural context, too, may be let's not bring anything to our attention to our community right? because of the what you say, the shame or saving face yes. if something does happen. Well, for me, I think, you know, I can speak from my own personal experience, and that's why I say community development always starts with the individual. Um, I myself went through a divorce, and I think one of the biggest challenges that you go through is in our community there is a sense of shame you know when you go through a life challenge like that like oh you're gonna raise kids by yourself you know and i realized like it was it was taking that shame and saying you know what there's no shame in life experiences like we're all here to grow to learn and to empower ourselves and it doesn't matter life kicks you down you get back up and you keep going again that's what that's what empowerment is is empowering yourself to live your best life yeah and i and i appreciate the context of what you're saying is self-empowerment and so for me, as a person within the field of conflict and resolution, 
I don't empower anybody. So it's not about empowering others. It's about helping individuals to empower themselves. Yes. So the whole concept of self-empowerment. Because everybody really ideally, truly, would benefit from self-determination. Yes. Having the power to be able to recognize, be aware of, and empower and enrich, and then make their own decisions. Yes, and that whatever you decide that it's your choice, your path, and whatever ambitions that you have, you can accomplish it. You don't need somebody else to hold your hand to pull you up. You can find that inspiration inside you and say, you know what, just because my parents lived this way, I don't have to live that way. Just because this person thinks it's embarrassing to talk about this, I can be authentic, I can be honest, I can share, I can empower, I can I can be me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not to and that's the whole thing too with the concept of diversity and difference. It's not to be seen as a barrier or limitation or an obstacle. It's to be seen as an opportunity, a possibility where each can benefit and enrich themselves from sharing that perspective so I can learn from someone else about theirs and incorporate that as part of me and they can learn from me as part of who and then incorporate that as part of them. Yes, and that comes from a space of what? Sharing and a safe space. And a lot of times I think, you know, one of the biggest things I find is that when you become more honest with yourself, you respect others' space. So when someone shares something with you, you respect it, you honor it, and you cherish it, and you know that they're coming from a vulnerable place. And I think that's what's needed in our community is that it's okay to share, but we also need to protect when we share. We need to know that when I'm telling you how I feel and who I am, that you're respecting that, and you're not going to go tell 20 other friends. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's, there's the whole thing of respect, and it's not meant is uh, where you're going to take that and use it to your advantage, Yes, it's going to be for the benefit of us. Absolutely. And not from just another point of view, only an individual. So it's difficult, though, to get people to get into this whole mindset of trying to help themselves, be aware of themselves. And well, it's, it's a different way of thinking, right? Because now you're not just thinking with the crowd, you're not following somebody else, not making your decisions. You're actually saying, I'm going to think for myself. Yeah. I'm going to decide how my life's going to be, who I want to be, and when I go out into the world, who am I representing? Right. It's a and big challenge. Yeah, and it's a big responsibility, too, if you're aware of that. And you take ownership of, of it, too. A lot of people don't, in general, take well, responsibility. It's, it's called fear, right? So you're afraid, oh, my goodness, like my past or what have I done, things mm -hmm. I've, I've been through. Uh, how can I be that person? How can I be this amazing, fabulous girl who wants to have self-esteem and confidence? You know what? You deserve it. You can do it. And I think that's when the day when you make a decision and say, I want to live my best life because nothing is guaranteed. I can die any minute, any moment in time. That's, that's when that space opens up. And who cares what people think? <laughs> you know, it's being true to yourself, right? you got to walk the talk and feel that you're walking with purpose and intention and that whoever you are engaging with is going to want to engage with you because you do show that compassion. You do show that you care, regardless of the differences that we have. And that if, you know, those negative situations are turned into, you know, more hopeful or positive things that people can learn from. Yeah. All of us go through challenges or crisis in some form. Yeah. And how we 
journey through those makes the difference in terms of, you know, or even how we view those things. You know what the funny thing that I found, though, Greg, that's amazing is when you share yourself, um, I see how it empowers other people. Like, it's... um, I. I'm most impressed by when I meet other young Somali girls that look at me and say, wow, like, I admire you. You're, you're inspire me to be, like, different, to really be outspoken. I mean, I've met two young ladies now that are running for city council here in Toronto. Right. Young, aggressive, amazing, phenomenal. And I'm like, I wish I had role models at that age. I could have probably been a mayor of Toronto, you know? Um, like, Idil Brale, who's running for Ward 1, and then Monera Abu Bakr, who's actually on the Toronto Metro Toronto. Housing. Toronto Community people, Housing, people. the board. Yeah. Phenomenal. 21-year-old, amazing. I mean, and these are like young women in our community that I don't think they get voiced enough. And and they sometimes have to say, you have to own your power, right? I think so, some of the, the challenges that people don't recognize that they have this ability to do that or a sense that they can do this because others have told them, no, you can't be this way. You're not supposed to be this way. It's only supposed to be this way. And... People are not comfortable with change. No. As we talked about and you referred to earlier, the fear of change. So people are in this place, whatever it is, and they're going through their issues. And they find a way to cope, though they're still not happy. Ideally, they'd like to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And in order to get through from here to there, they have to go through this unknown. Yes, and that's the space that creates that fear, like, oh, my goodness, like, this is uncomfortable. It's not something I'm used to, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the space and the place of vulnerability. Yes. We have to open ourselves up because we don't know what the next moment will be or bring to us. So if we can have somebody come along with us in some supportive or assisted way that's compassionate and caring, ultimately we'll be more likely to get there. So I think part of the thing, too, with community development work is is how it's approached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts with self. And then what does a person do with self in terms of getting change? Well, I think if you exemplify qualities of leadership, which I think many um, people don't understand these days, is really do you walk the talk? Are you the example that you want other people to be? Integrity, you know, compassion, respect. And if, if a community feels like a leader has those qualities, they will follow you. But if you don't have those qualities and, you know, you do underhanded things or you hurt them, who, who wants that? People want people they can trust. Right, and they're not going to be negatively affected or harmed by. And so... And they want people who have the best interest. Yeah. Of the community. Of the, of the individual and the community, right? And that they practice what they preach. Exactly. You know? There's all these idioms we could <laughs> recite. Like, I'm not going to get into that kind of thing. But walk the talk. <laughs> walk the talk, yeah. But, you know, actions speak louder than words, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. You were dancing in your chair. Yeah, I like to have fun, you know. Yeah, fun's important, right? My favorite uh, pastime that I used to love is when I was in university, I hosted radio shows. So this is kind of bringing me back to my zone of I love radio. So You're comfortable with this? I love it. Okay, I'm glad you're Radio is a very powerful medium, so... <laughs> well, people, you know, the thing is, as you mentioned during the break, is that people have to, in terms of the, the information, the conversation, they have to focus on the voice and what's being said. They have no visual to sort of broaden the uh, sense of trying to connect with a message. So they have to, if they want to hear or understand the message, they have to focus more on our voices. Yes, and it saves me a lot of time because I don't have to put makeup on, get my hair done, you know. For radio, you just come on as you are. 
we we do have a camera in the room, though it's not live. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the intention is that ultimately it's going to get uh, edited, and then we can access that in the future. But uh, that's not the priority right now. It's we'll, we will get an audio. We just want them to enjoy our yeah. voices at this moment. Well, at least your voice, and <laughs> then they can get a sense of more understanding about the work that you're doing and your purpose and your intention and the bigger goals ultimately because i would figure that what you're doing is not the end it's only a start i hope so we don't know when the end is right no (laughs) well yeah in terms of uh you know getting as any listeners out there well i think like i said you know you start small but you think big right and with anything that you do in life, you can't just... Everybody thinks, oh, I have this big goal I want to accomplish. Okay, but are you walking? Are you crawling? Like, you know, you have to... It's, it's steps, baby steps and right. everything. Yeah, and that's the whole thing, that with change, it happens in an incremental way, in a way that people can feel safe with it. Yes. So, yeah, they're going through a it's stroke. like building a muscle, you know? Like, okay, so today I have a challenge to do this, or today I have a challenge to host a mayor debate, but I wouldn't prepare prepare like prepared myself for that unless I've been through some other stuff prior to that right so it's almost like with change you have to build the muscle like every little bit helps every day and the muscle gets stronger and stronger you're getting a more solid foundation exactly right and then that you can there's no limitations to what the possibilities are absolutely and the only limitation is the limitations we place on ourselves I agree it's the mind Mm -hmm. so attitude over Mind over matter, right? Mind over matter. Yeah. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it, who cares, anyways? <laughs> of course, though, you have to be inclusive. And you got to recognize that every, not everybody is going to deal with, quote, change the same way. Well, let me tell you something. From my experience, people think you're crazy. Like, when you start to do something that's different than the crowd, right. they're like, whoa, like, who do you think you are? Like, do you think people actually care about this issue? Like, why are you sharing this? You almost, like... So if you are a person out there who's thinking about doing big changes in your life, mm-hmm. get ready for people to look at you very weird, which is kind of that space I was talking about. Right. Because many people are not used to that vulnerability or that sharing or that putting yourself out there. Or, or you can do that? Yeah. Or why would you do that? Or who do you think you are? Yeah. Like, aren't <laughs> you, you're the same as me. What makes you so special? Nothing. Well, taking a step. Exactly. And it's all in the action steps. Right. So, you know, what, what do you, what, you know, how can people know that their involvement with matters in the community will actually make a difference? Well, I always say any time that, you know, someone says, oh, uh, what I do doesn't make a difference. Why should I get involved? You know what? It does make a difference. When someone's making a law about your community, when someone is not cleaning the neighborhood properly, or when someone's not involved in your child's school, it makes a difference. If you can just do one action step that gets you closer to a goal that could benefit an entire generation of people, why not? I mean, it may not be a big deal to someone, the fact that I go and, um, you know, do a mayor debate. But you know what? To me, it's a big deal because who knows? Tomorrow it could be another Somali girl who's running that whole, you know, television network somewhere else, you know, a generation from me, right? Right. You set an example. And for others, it can be a motivation. And they can say, oh, well, I can identify with that person. Well, she's very similar to me. She can do it. Why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. It can be an incentive. And And I think a lot of times, too, in our community, I'll speak frankly from my Somali community, a lot of the leaders tend to be males, right? So a lot of the young women don't have opportunity to see women in 
like those type of roles of leadership, mm-hmm. of career achievement. So I think it's okay to give a voice to that and to give a space where young girls can say, you know what, I can see myself doing that. So you've obviously gotten a lot of positive stuff. What challenges have you faced with regard to trying to get that voice out in a different way? Um, well, I think the critics always come out of the woodworks, and when the critics have come out, that means you've arrived, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're making a difference, right? And you have a potential to actually affect change. Yes. So there's a sense of threat. Yes. Um, especially, you know, it comes from people that want to hold on to the old ways of thinking. But I always tell those people, you're not my audience. My audience is young Somalis who actually are affected by wanted like this this part of the generation of growing up outside of Somalia right. under under 30 young may not be very much involved in their culture in their religion but who actually want to embrace and get closer to identifying themselves and as who they are and owning their identity that's my space of people I don't anybody else who's outside of that I really could care less I mean my children those are the kind of people I want to target and I would encourage though that there's still a space within you there and is an opportunity <laughs> and I know that you know uh because there's a focus. There has to be a focus for anything. Yes. Well, it's and marketing, right? you got to know who your audience is. Right. And in community development, we, we use another word that's called outreach. Yes. Going out there and reaching out, connecting with but people. But do we want to develop generation that's already had their time, or do we want to develop the new generation that can possibly impact more change? Because I, I remember anybody, like, when you're in university or you're in you know, high school, you're graduating, those are the young people that have the hunger and desire and the right. time to get and the, involved. And the energy. And the energy. Right. I don't know many 45-year-olds that have the energy to campaign and, and door knock every night like Ido Brawler does or Monero um, um, Booker does. Like, I don't know anybody who does that in my community. But I know young women who are excited, energetic, and happy to do that. There is, though, as well, mm-hmm. the experience, yes. wisdom mm-hmm. of living through experiences or situations that could benefit the younger people as I, well. I totally agree. In sharing that space, yes. But a lot of times what I've found is that um, sometimes young people can get discouraged by the older generation because there's a lot of negativity or we've been through so much trauma in mm-hmm. coming to this country and, and they don't see the value in the change yet, I don't think. But the value in the change is going to come from the young people. That's where the change will happen in the Somali community worldwide. It's not going to happen in the older generation. Only from my experience because they're not tainted they don't have a lot of complex things going on (laughs) i think the difference would be in terms of trying to get what you're looking for with the younger generation but we need the older generation you need yes and so there it's how it's we need them to get out the way (laughs) you need to to blend and, and enrich both perspectives because in fact you can use some of the older individuals they can get regenerated yes recharged yes and, they, and they, I've met people like that who actually have that, you know, that education level where they're excited to embrace the change, but there are very few in my community. And so, yes, there's so many individuals, especially from my experience with working within the Somali community as well. Yes. Oh, yes, you do work with us. That's great. So, And I must commend you. You've done amazing work with the Somali community here in Toronto. The young people that I've met that you've impacted, I've seen a difference in their self-esteem and how they interact, especially when it comes to conflict resolution. So I thank you for that space. Well, that was part of a project that was recently completed in April through a not-for-profit agency up in North Etobicoke that uh, 
was focused on Caribbean, Somali, and South Asian community, which ended up being predominantly of uh, Somali youth. And there were a lot of very motivated individuals, especially in the older of the two groups, the 18 to 25 group, uh, 24, that uh, they want a sense of still continuing and building on what was started. So hopefully there's something that can be initiated to utilize the assets that these kids have absolutely in order to contribute both to the Somali community and the broader community because yeah. when it does focus on one community it does benefit it has ripple effects and consequences within the broader community as well yeah and i think one of the things that i've learned from you also is that you know it's community development really is not about staying in your own community either you need to benefit from other groups and who've been here a long time who've assimilated or i say integrated yeah. and who actually have lived experiences and learned from that value you don't have to stick to your own community you don't have to stay in your own neighborhood or your own house you can get out you can interact with people and still keep your beautiful culture, your religion, and be an amazing human being, learning from other people. Right. Because those issues, those concerns, are not limited to any one group. They're not. They're We're not special. These, all immigrant groups have gone through this. Right. So when, you know, going back to earlier, the topic, the conversation in the show, where people didn't want to bring to light about some of the issues, those issues are shared by other communities they and are. other ethnic ethnic groups. You know, ironically, the people who watch my show are not, like, there's a lot of non-Somalis, and they say, hey, you know what? I, I'm of Pakistani heritage, and I, my family has a shame about mental illness, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's everybody. It's not just Somali community. Like, these issues are just humanity, you know? So what, what are some of the topics that you've... Uh You've had, what, 26 shows? 26 shows, yeah. We've talked about a lot of different things. Um, one of the biggest ones was mental health. Um, another one that we did recently was gender issues. Mm -hmm. Another big topic in my community is tribalism, which I still think is a terrible disease that continues and uh, which we need to stop as a community because that's why I say people under the age of 30 who grew up in this country don't have those kind of stigmas going on. So right, that's do. where the change can probably come about. Right. I mean, I mean, some of the youth who were involved in the project uh, that I was involved turning things around with the Somali group, it's that, yes, they come from Muslim background. They may not wear hijab if they're female and they may not you know, sit in a box per se, yet they respect that aspect and that's part of the core, yet they want to engage in other aspects and it's not about losing things, it's actually about gaining Yes. with the integration aspect. Absolutely. Integration is all about showing your identity and knowing who you are because if you don't know who you are, trust me, you'll get lost in the society. We've got to teach our children who they are as Somali in, in identity. Right. If we don't do that, we'll failing another generation. Well, because people are always challenging us and questioning us, you know, especially when they say, where are you from? Yes. And because they don't necessarily identify that you're from, quote, here. Mm -hmm. so you must be from somewhere else. So what are people supposed to say? I'm, I mean, that's a challenging way to put people on the spot, yet youth especially need to have some context, some confidence to be able to say, yes. this is who I am. Yes. And that comes from them being proud of their culture, right? So if all that you've known about your culture is lawlessness or negativity, you're not going to be proud of that. But if people teach you, you come from great forefathers, people who fought for freedoms, people who cared, people who actually like built an entire great nation in the continent of Africa, hello, you're, you're winning. 
And in fact, this is where it's not just to be focused specifically where the Somali community would benefit and be enriched by this information in detail. The broader community. Yeah, people need to know successes in their community. And yeah, that stuff. Mm-hmm. people's eyes have to be opened up. Their minds have to be opened up. They have to be able to appreciate that, quote, they're not the only ones. They're not. Just wanted to let people know that this is a multilingual, multicultural radio station. It's the first license in Canada under both the community banner and also the ethnic banner by the CRTC. So during the day, it's all Spanish language. In the evening from 8 p.m. to 9, it's English. 9 to 10, it's uh, Portuguese. 10 to 11, it's Tagalog. And 11 to 12, during the week, is Italian. You know, all the programming is not just whatever. It's we all have to work together. Inclusive. Right, yes. yeah. I love that and word. And re- be respectful. You know, even within the Spanish-speaking community, there's a whole range of, let's say, 20 different countries from Central and South America and Spain. And they have diverse cultures. Right. Mm-hmm. So diversity is really critical. Yes. In order to be effective, to recognize, acknowledge, and work within to provide for positive change. Absolutely. Diversity is number one. I mean, you can learn so much from other people. And I highly, I think one of the best things that I ever did was I went away to university. I didn't live at home. Um, I got to experience different cultures, learn about different things. And it makes you appreciate actually who you are. If you know who you are, you value yourself more. You become more self-aware. Yes. Right? Because we're, you know, I'm me in relation to someone else. I have differences with relation to someone else. And... Those differences needn't be a barrier or a way to separate us. There actually should be an opportunity for us to enhance and enrich our lives. Absolutely. So what are are some of the things you envision as being needed to happen, to have people more connected and caring with matters for themselves and within the community? Well, it's locally, especially here in Toronto, because um, as you know, my audience is global, so I reach yep. Somalis everywhere. But locally, I would highly encourage the Somali community to really get involved in voting, um, in getting out there, in having their voice heard, represented. I mean, it's not a joke to have 100,000 people of your identity living here that can impact the entire election in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, clean the neighborhoods, organize, um, get involved more in helping young people um, set up organizations that target more of the youth and not necessarily organizations that are funded but bring back volunteerism you know let's do a neighborhood cleanup day with our youth right so the idea is to be entrepreneurial in some way you know you don't have to wait for somebody else right you can do these things yourself i started this television show because i had a desire to do something to empower myself and my community you don't have to wait for a government grant you don't have to wait somebody to give you a handout you can own it Mm -hmm. what are your plans with the uh, program by the way can you share anything about that yeah i'm so excited um well, I say we always pray about this in Islam, say inshallah, right? But um, I hope to definitely take the program global. Um, we realize that it's great here in Toronto. It's a great initiative. But the same issues are shared by Somalis in Minneapolis, in Ohio, mm-hmm. in Sweden, in London, you know. So um, my one of my primary goals is to take the program international and find out great, amazing stories of pioneering Somalis all over the world and teach them to young people that are growing up. And, you know... Um unearth those treasures that are there yeah right my goal and i pray this uh, every day it's like i want to walk down in the soil in somalia and show the wonderful country that we come from to the entire world right so if, if someone recognized an issue where do you think the first step would be i mean you, you said to go out and do something but if they're not sure really 
what okay, the possibilities are. A simple are. issue could be you're walking somewhere and you witness an injustice and you don't do mm-hmm. anything about it. They, so people ignore it. Ignore it. Or they hope someone else goes and fixes it. Right. A simple thing is that you see a parking lot in a you know neighborhood business area that's you know torn up. Why don't you approach the people who own it and say, you know what, we come drive through this parking lot every week. You need to fix that. If you want to collect rent from our neighborhood, you need to recognize and respect the neighborhood and make the place look presentable for our community. If you live in a building where people are basically trashing the building or there isn't a responsive of landlord well, you have power. You can simply get a letter written. You can, you can take charge of your everyday life. You don't have to start big. Start with yourself, mm-hmm. your community, who you are, what, you, what do you see for your school. Your kids go to school somewhere, you see another kid getting bullied, you can help that. You see another kid maybe having language difficulties and doesn't have resources, you can maybe ask that parent, can I help you? How can I help you today? What can I do for you? And I think that sharing knowledge is one of the most empowering things that we can do as a community with each other. And Somali community has been phenomenal. We've survived this disbursement of the world because of helping each other. And I would. Add and I don't to know that. any other African nation yeah. of of people that are all over the world like Somalis are. I mean, you can find Somalis in every corner of the globe. That's pretty phenomenal to me. Absolutely. I mean, even up in Norway, And that comes from networking. (laughs) Up in Norway, I mean... Iceland, Greenland, China, Malaysia. So just because doesn't mean it has to be. It can be anything. We are the most adaptable human beings that I know personally. (laughs) And I I mean, with change, and like I said, we are not, like, against change. I think if we didn't... Like, if we were not for change, we wouldn't be able to speak all these multi-languages all over the world. I mean, we're speaking Dutch, we're speaking French, we're speaking Italian. Right. And then these are not our heritage languages. Right. So, so that means we are adaptable to change. Now we just got to start looking at the social side of our culture. So what message would you like to leave with the listeners about what we've talked about tonight? I just want everyone to know that, you know, we all have a stake in this because if, for me, the stake for me is that I have two children and I definitely want them to live in a better world of my community. And starting from that means enriching them about their culture, their language, and their religion. And I think if anybody can take a lesson from tonight is don't be ashamed. We have nothing to be ashamed of as Somali people. We are phenomenal human beings, and we come from great ancestors. And I think it's just a matter of time of us rebuilding our nation and who we are. But we got to start building ourselves first. And there's so much more potential. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The potential is huge. It's limitless. Thank right? you. Unlimited potential for the world to discover Somalis, right? Yes. <laughs> So uh, if people want more information or they want to get connected with you, what kind of uh, information can you share? Well, we're always online on social media, so you can connect with us on integrationtv.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. I'm at HodenTO, and uh, on Facebook, and also on YouTube, my favorite channel, Integration TV. Just type it in. It shows up automatically. So it, and you can support us by yeah. subscribing to our YouTube channel. Okay, so they do that. And then they're connected with you, and then there's a, an ongoing like conversation, a dialogue of some form. Yeah, I mean, we always posing different, we post different videos, we talk about different issues, and I'm always amazed how people are just dying to be connected. It's amazing. Like, I'm hearing from someone in Scandinavia, I mean, girls in China, girls that go to school in Turkey. I mean, it's just pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I'm sure when you started your, your journey, it, you didn't think of that. I didn't. I just I started with what I had, and I just let it build. And every day, more opportunities come. Right. So new information, 
new ideas, new possibilities. Building the muscle, you know? Yeah. Little by little, the muscle's growing. So I pray that we all can connect and inspire young Somalis to make a change for themselves first and then for their world. Thanks for coming uh, here tonight on Sunday night to share with us. Thank you so much for this great opportunity to share my voice. Okay, so we we will upload this eventually, very soon, to... uh, soundcloud.com and then you'll have a copy and then you'll be able to share we'll disperse it all worldwide for you for you too <laughs> for all of us we're all here to help each other exactly right? thank you thanks very much it's been a pleasure so you've been listening to mediation station on chha 1610 here in toronto canada send me an email at greggf at primus.ca or 647-227-4734 good night see you sometime mom and daisy <laughs>